my friends, and welcome to Weekend Update. From high above all other puerile and pedantic and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. That's right, my friends, it's a three-adjective day, all of which are directed squarely at the Pravda on the Platte. Front page, above the fold, in yesterday's edition of the Pravda. Group says, event misinformed. The subtitle of which is, lawmakers shared incorrect information, counselors contend. The article purports to be about a press conference that Superintendent of Public Instruction Brian Schrader held in Cheyenne two weeks ago. Really, though, it's about a group of quote-unquote counselors that say that all the lawmakers that attended, Representative John Baer of Campbell County included, shared misinformation about what is actually happening. The second problem with this dumb article is every time the author, Maya Shimzu Harris, uses the word sexualization, she encases it in quotation marks. Yet... She neglects to use quotation marks with the word misinformation. Now, maybe you think that I'm nitpicking Miss Maya Shimzu Harris. And perhaps you might think that quotation marks are kind of a piddly thing for me to talk about. But here's why I'm a little bit irritated with Maya Shimzu Harris. Ray Charles could see that there is sexually explicit material that is most definitely in Wyoming schools. To deny it would be to deny reality. All you have to do is look at the work of Claire McFarland with the cow pie or the numerous episodes I've done on the topic on this program. The truth is, Ray Charles could see that there is sexually explicit material in Wyoming schools. All you have to do is look at one of many books that are sexually explicit that are most definitely in Wyoming schools to find out that this is absolutely the case. Take, for example, the book Gender Queer. Being absolutely generous, that book is nothing more than a pornographic comic book. Oh, excuse me, graphic novel. Now, I'm sure Miss Maya Shimzu Harris would claim that this book is instructional in some way. She might be right about that because it does instruct children, because that's who the book is aimed at, in how to perform just about every sexual act that you could think of and some that most of us don't even want to think of. Now, the main problem with this dumb article on the front page of the Casper Star Tribune is that they apparently do not believe that the inclusion of this book in a school library contributes to the sexualization... Oh, excuse me, the Casper Star Tribune likes to use quotation marks around that word. So the quote-unquote sexualization of Wyoming students... Well, let me just use a little bit of logic here for Miss Harris. If a book is aimed at children, and if a book is instructing them on how to perform sexual acts, and if it is in a high school library, that means that it is directly contributing to the sexualization of Wyoming students. 
The second major problem with this article is that apparently the author, Miss Maya Shimzu Harris, seems to think that all of these materials being included in a school library is entirely appropriate. I'd like to know if Miss Maya Shimzu Harris would read this book and many others to children herself. I seriously doubt that she would, because that would be absolutely wrong. In fact, in another setting, that might get you arrested. We could make a serious argument that outside of a school building that reading this book to a child might be indecent liberties with a minor. The University of Wyoming School of Law defines indecent liberties with a minor as, and I quote, it shall be unlawful for any person, including but not limited to parent, guardian, or custodian, knowingly to take immodest, immoral, or indecent liberties with any such child, or knowingly to cause or encourage any such child to cause or encourage another child to commit with him or her any immoral or indecent act. Hold on just a second. If we expose young children to sexual material that describes in graphic detail how to perform sexual acts, could that not be construed to be encouragement? Wow, we're just finding all sorts of different definitions this morning, aren't we? From the article, and I quote, Following a conference last week hosted by the state superintendent to discuss the, quote, sexualization of minors in schools, the Wyoming Counseling Association took a rare step of issuing a statement to address misinformation and what it called the, quote, anti-transgender event, end quote. The Counseling Association specifically cited concern about comments made at the event by Gillette Republican Representative John Baer, who described an epidemic of people wanting to detransition. That comment, the association noted, quote, is not based on research or fact, end quote. It's at this point you would think that any responsible journalist might try to look into that claim and see if the counseling association was correct or not, so that you might include that perspective in the article. But of course, Maya Shimzu Harris didn't do that. It took me all of 20 seconds to find a credible argument to disprove what the counseling association is saying. From the Heritage Foundation, an article written by Ryan T. Anderson, Ph.D., entitled, Sex Reassignment Doesn't Work, Here's the Evidence, and I quote, quote, Dr. Paul McHugh, the University Distinguished Service Professor of Psychiatry at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, explains, quote, the most thorough follow-up of sex-reassigned people, extending over 30 years and conducted in Sweden, where the culture is strongly supportive of the transgendered, documents their lifelong mental unrest. 10 to 15 years after surgical reassignment, the suicide rate of those who had undergone sex reassignment surgery rose to 20 times that of comparable peers. Want another one, Maya Shimzu Harris? Here it is, and I quote, In a discussion of the largest and most robust study, the study from Sweden that McHugh mentioned in the quote above, the Obama Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services pointed out the 19 times greater likelihood of death by suicide and a host of other poor outcomes. The study identified increased mortality in psychiatric hospitalization compared to the matched controls. The mortality was primarily due to completed suicides, 19.1 fold greater 
greater than in control in Sweden. But death due to neoplasm and cardiovascular disease was increased two to two and a half times as well. We note mortality from this patient population did not become apparent until after 10 years. The risk for psychiatric hospitalization was 2.8 times greater than in controls, even after the adjustment for prior psychiatric disease. The risk for attempted suicide was greater in male-to-female patients regardless of the gender of the control. Further, we cannot exclude therapeutic interventions as the cause of the observed excess morbidity and mortality. End quote. So perhaps the next time the Pravda on the Plat wants to put something on the front page of their paper, maybe they should do 20 seconds worth of research like I did. That article is available at CowboyStatePolitics.com if you'd like to read it yourself, Maya. Moving on, the city of Casper has decided to pass a great anti-discrimination ordinance. Basically, it's a city hate crime bill. I've talked about this type of thing a lot on the program in previous episodes, so I don't want to go into that. What I do want you to hear is the response of one Casper City Councilman. It's spot on, and we'll listen to it next. But first, some completely outrageous self-aggrandizement. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you haven't noticed, it's snowing, which means all of those toys that you played with all summer long are out in it. Now, what you should have done is called my friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. These guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else around. So, to get your stuff out of the snow, call Nick and Jesse. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. It's Saturday morning, and you know what I'm thinking about? Hot wings. Hot wings from the Wing It food truck. They make the most amazing wings in the state of Wyoming. And the way that you can figure out where that truck is going to be is go to CowboyStatePolitics.com underneath the Sponsors tab, and you can find their schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week out over where that truck is going to be. That's the Wing It food truck. New episodes of Cowboy State Politics are published every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday morning. And don't forget about the live episode that's every Thursday at 10 a.m. And now, back to the program. This week, the Casper City Council passed their new anti-discrimination law. Well, it's a hate crime law. And really, what those types of laws do is they criminalize speech. That's the main danger with them. Because everything then becomes subject to that ordinance. That a hate crime can become anything. One city councilman in Casper had the perfect response to it. And I want you to hear it. As most of you know, if you saw the paper even, um, I am not in favor of this amendment or this ordinance. Um, 
in the second paragraph of our Declaration of Independence, it says that all men are created equal. Men was the term for the 1700s. Today, that would read all people are created equal. We also have, as Judge Nakbar mentioned, the 14th Amendment for equal protection. To me, part of this ordinance is nothing more than some of the old divide and conquer. You are trying to split up people into groups and classes, and that isn't what we're supposed to be trying to do. We are supposed to be trying to bring people together. I agree with everybody here that has said dignity and respect is what we need. You cannot legislate dignity and respect. That has to come from within. And as Councilwoman Engbretson mentioned, if people are going to go out and hate, they're still going to go out and hate. And a $750 fine is probably not going to make them stop and think about it. Um, I cannot support this. Who knows if the city councilman had more to say on that topic. The Casper Star Tribune cut off the audio. But in any case, he's absolutely right. The only thing that I could add to what he had to say is what the Wyoming Constitution says, that all members of the human race are equal. We only have a couple days until the general election next Tuesday. Everyone needs to get out and vote. And don't do the dumb thing and just vote for every Republican on the ballot. If you've listened to this program, you already know that the biggest problem we have in Wyoming is people that call themselves Republican, and the only reason they hang that R at the end of their name is so that they can get elected. Know who your local candidates are. Don't fall for that old gag. If you have any questions about who's running in the race, I've interviewed most of the conservatives, and all of those interviews are available at CowboyStatePolitics.com. If you just listen to them, you'll know exactly who to vote for and, well, who not to vote for. Well, that'll do it for this installment of Weekend Update. Have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday where we'll preview the general election. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is Cowboy State Politics.